What is up all you nerds out there in Sweatagascar and thank you for tuning in to episode 35 of the Fan Wars podcast. No relation. You guys know the drill. We are just some regular old fans who love talking sweaty nerd content and we hope you all enjoy listening to that sort of thing. I'm your host Josh and with me today is our regular crew starting off with our resident archivist and drip Cody aka Bodie Williams. Bodie what's up? Hey, what's up, you selfish f***ing pricks? Uh, big shout out to my uh, sponsors, Jordan Brand, as well as Valentina Hot Sauce. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> next, next, back on the pod from his brief hiatus is the Dark Lord of the Sith, David Odago. David, what's happening? What's up, what's up? Feels good to be back. Uh, let me just say real quick, let me just uh, apologize. It's absolutely f***ing nobody. I heard <laughs> <laughs> Everybody except for Josh, he is a piece of <laughs> All right, That's Isaiah's true. not even a real nerd. Rogue One <laughs> is one of the best Star Wars films. And y'all all eat f***ing beans, all right? Except for Josh. Hell Josh yeah. is the true. only one that didn't talk so, I don't. Isaiah, <laughs> you don't know shit. Thank you for buying me a drink yesterday. That man you. was holding on to that for two weeks. Guys. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Last but certainly not least is the sleeping grizzly bear himself, Hunter Holmes. Hunter, what's good? Yo, f*** you, David. Already. That's it. That's We're on a record pace this week. Yeah, I was about to say last week. So, last week was a record for the amount of beeping cuss words on the show at 62 from my count. So, uh, yeah, we're already. Oh, we're going to smoke that. Uh, yeah, uh, especially with f***ing nerds. Hey, I'm making them work too hard, too. <laughs> Already about to break that. Okay, um, yeah, so today we got a bunch of stuff to talk about. Um, Loki, the first episode of Loki dropped um, this past Wednesday. We're going to recap that first episode. Two more episodes of Bad Batch dropped. Um, we're going to recap those, episodes six and seven. And then we're going to get into some discussions, uh, <laughs> but, but one of we are going to do kind of a retrospective on the Christopher Nolan's Dark Knight trilogy and how that has impacted comic book movies, specifically Batman movies, um, and how they're perceived by fans. Um, and then we're going to talk about uh, we're going to get kind of racy. You guys ready to get kind of racy? Uh, talk about you some of canceled. the. Um, <laughs> you're gonna get canceled. Talk about some <laughs> of the uh, choices when it comes to casting actors and how race uh, affects uh, casting now in comic book movies, as far as um, not the stereotypical white uh, characters maybe being not white characters. So. We'll talk about that, too, uh, in the second half of the pod. So, But first, let's get into Loki. So, Loki, episode one. Well, how long was it? Like uh, 40? No, it was like 52 minutes, something like that. Yeah, it was a pretty good length. Yeah, but uh, the Marvel credits, so it's really only like 45 <laughs> minutes or something like that. But it was a healthy length episode. Um, what did you guys think of the first episode of Loki? Let's Let's get into it. Yeah, let me, let me say something because I, I just watched it. So I actually really, really enjoyed it. And it brought up a conversation with mostly me and Josh where I, I was like, the more of these shows that come out, the weaker WandaVision seems to me. But we could talk about it in a bit. 
with Loki, I really enjoyed it. And I kind of liked that. Uh, we, we had mentioned that, um, you know, kind of had a Doctor Who feel to it. Yeah. And I feel like they referenced it a little bit because there was that one scene where he was like, oh, you're the criminal with the blue box. And I was like, that sounds like something from Doctor Who. <laughs> uh, but uh, I actually really enjoyed it. I didn't know what to expect. And from what I've heard Tom Hiddleston talk about, he said every episode can kind of live on its own and it feels super different. So mm-hmm. I'm, uh, I'm very excited for it. And that scene with the Infinity Stone. Yeah, we're going to get I, that. Uh, yeah, I didn't know if to laugh or cry at that whenever he's yeah. like, oh, yeah, they use these paperweights. And we just spent the last 10 years freaking out about, like, yeah. five of them, you know. Yeah, we're, we're yeah. going to get into that for sure. Um, what about the rest of you guys? What did, what did you guys think about the episode? I really enjoyed it. Um, it kind of, what it made me think of, especially that Infinity Stone scene, kind of like how Dave was talking about. But, like, whenever I see, like, a graphic of how small the Earth is compared to space, like where they do comparisons and you get all the way to like Beetlejuice or some shit like that. It just made me feel so small. And I'm sure it made Loki feel that way seeing, oh yeah, we use them as paperweights. Like yeah. the most powerful thing in the world you use as paperweights. Yeah. And they, then I'll go keep going. Sorry. And uh, just another thing. I'm sure it freaked him out when he just saw that um, clerk just pick up the test rack. Like it was nothing when we saw, Red Skull pick it up and he became Red Skull. Like, I'm sure Loki has to know that normal human beings can't just pick it up. Yeah, it's, uh, this was, uh, this episode was wild, man. Um, they, yeah, there's a lot to unpack with this episode. Let, uh, let's get into it because this is uh you had mentioned before um we were talking about it off air david um like uh, kind of comparing all the different marvel shows so far and i said the thing i liked about wandavision a lot is it was very character driven you know like um uh falcon winter soldier was like very political but wandavision was very like character specific and very character driven but i feel like we got a lot of that character work in this first episode of loki because man when like he it was almost like a therapy not a therapy session but like it was almost like that with uh, owen wilson's character and loki in that chamber when they were like going through loki's life and like trying to like unpack why loki does all the stuff that he does but there was some really heavy stuff and tom hiddleston was really good in this episode i mean like the scene where he saw like his mother his mother get killed pretty much like and he like started weeping essentially like that was that was crazy but yeah i i like this uh episode a lot it the show looks yeah, like it's gonna be the really scene good. with thor where thor kind of tells him you know he's always cared about him and he's yeah. always like been on his side and you can like see in his eyes that that's really all he ever wanted to hear you know yeah, yeah. and then you have to yeah. keep in mind too that we're watching 2012 Loki too yeah so you know this guy like an hour ago you know was trying to take new york and you know yeah so that's that's pretty interesting too because we've you know we've kind of seen loki transform kind of into another person in the last you know however movie since 2012 yeah so it's weird to like see like he's become more of an anti-hero than just like a pure villain yeah exactly um 
but yeah, I that um so let's get into what the the Loki is gonna be about. Cause like obviously there's the timekeepers that what is it called? The timekeeper association or something like that. Um TBA. The TBA, yeah. yeah. Um, time variant. Time variant, yeah, yeah, whatever it is. But um so we're definitely going to get into the multiverse here in this show and exploring these different timelines that have been created. And obviously they had that reveal at the end of the show where they're like the variant we're chasing down is you. So what do you what do you guys think about that? Like there's a lot to unpack there. It's very um, Rick and Morty. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, from what I understood in the beginning of the show, they said they basically combined all the timelines into one timeline. Mm-hmm. How the f is there two Lokis then? I don't. That's, I what, mean, I was, that's what I okay, was about to say. I was like, if if uh, he's if they're chasing another variant that's Loki, I'm like, I'm I'm wondering what variant that is because. You know, since they're outside of time and space, it could be, you know, not I guess not a future Loki because he died, but it could be somebody closer to our timeline or like, you know, way farther in the past. Okay, I know. Couldn't they? Couldn't the? Could, go ahead, go ahead. Couldn't the variant be like what do they call it? Like a nexus or whatever? Like a like yeah, but they, Wanda technically is. Wanda is not a nexus. Uh, they describe a nexus as when it break when. A timeline branches off of the quote unquote sacred timeline. And the part, the job of the Owen Wilson's character and all of them is to go stop those before they can actually happen. That's not that's what, Couldn't that be who the other Loki is, though? Couldn't it be one of those? No, because they would have been reset. That's what they do those reset uh, charges for. I gotcha. The, uh, they go out there, take care of the problem, and reset it. So that. So. I'm, the only thing I can think of is if it was a Loki that escaped and they just didn't tell anyone. Uh, I'm going to bring up. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to do it again. I did it at the beginning of WandaVision. Uh, you guys remember the part in the show? Uh, the part in Loki. Don't where, you say. Don't <laughs> you say. Little kid. Uh, that Owen Wilson was talking to the little kid and they were like, uh, like reviewing like the carnage of a scene, like I guess Loki and Left Behind or whoever the variant was that Left Behind, and they were like, "Did you see who did this?" And the little kid pointed to like the glass stained window, and it was the stained window, of the devil. What if? What no, if the variant? I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna. <laughs> I feel like Flash. It's my best I feel like Flash in the Justice League movies. Like I know we're all thinking it. I'm not gonna say it. Who's gonna say it? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, what if it's what if this variant is Mephisto? Because we know Mephisto. He said the thing. <laughs> I said the thing. Mephisto is. <laughs> The pretty much the devil equivalent of Loki. He's the um, demon of chaos and like mischief. Um, Doug beat that son. <laughs> Doug beat my agent of chaos. No, but yeah. So what if? And he pointed to like the devil. So what if we could get be getting some Mephisto in this show? What do is that guy? Do you think that's? Possible? It's gotta happen eventually, right? <laughs> no, I, 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 I mean, like we, we do this every show. It has to happen eventually. 
I feel like he's definitely that's definitely not a thing. He's probably so we definitely yeah. think it's for sure Loki. That's the other I mean, thing. I don't know why Owen's Owen Wilson's character would lie to him about them chasing Loki, you know. I'm just trying to figure out why a church had a stained glass of the devil right there. Because it's France. What you mean? What What do you mean? What do I mean? Well, have you ever been in a church where they had a stained glass window? Have you ever entirely been in dedicated? I have. That's not the point. Yeah. So, yeah. Me, uh, me and David know. are Catholic, so we've definitely seen that. I'm not Catholic. Uh, you're Mexican. You're not Catholic. That's tough. Um, I don't believe in that colonizer stuff. <laughs> um so but yeah so what do we do we think for sure because it kind of feel i don't know it it kind of feels like a little too on the nose yeah on the nose for them to say the person we're tracking down is you you know and that 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 feel, i feel like it being another loki is a little too that's that it's well, too it, they they wouldn't have given that away right now, like in the first. That's episode. what David said yeah. a second ago. He was like, "Why would they? Uh, why would he lie about that?" I'm like, "Have you watched the Marvel shows? Yeah, <laughs> that's what they I mean, do." That's true. <laughs> I, I just I don't know though. We we gave Wandavision too much credit, and we were like thinking it was all these things, fair, and none of it was but true. But to be fair, like midway through the show, they were like the plan originally was to have that, and like midway through the show, they changed it. Yeah, and yeah, one of us talked a lot more hints about it too. Yeah, like, remember, like speaking of Nexus, there was like that Nexus medicine commercial. Yeah, where it talked about like they, bringing they you back to like, your reality or whatever yeah. reality you want to bring you to. Or, yeah, you know, like they said that they were setting yeah. up Doctor Strange to show up at the end, and then like midway they decided against it for the way the show was going. You know, and the uh, reactions to the show. You know, so I mean, it could be. I'm not saying it's going to be Mephisto or anything like that, but. Just throwing that I out there. I think you are, man. <laughs> just, just throwing mm-hmm. that out there as a possibility. It could be, you know, you know. But um, yeah, no, the uh, I like the show a lot though. But that um, I want to talk about those Infinity Stone things because, man, what like a like what a freaking burst of the bubble, <laughs> Gut like punch. you said, yeah, yeah, like the freaking like the last ten years. We've been like talking all about the Infinity Stones, and the last two movies, uh, epic movies, were about Thanos trying to find the Infinity Stones, and then they're just like paperweights. Now. A drawer full of them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what what is that? What did that do to you guys? Made me laugh. <laughs> no, it didn't make me laugh. It felt it felt like a gut punch to me. I was <laughs> I live for the chaos. Yeah, I was like. So the last 10 years, you know, it all means, I guess, it does not I mean, nothing, but I, yeah, it's definitely a yeah. gut punch. It, but I mean, it's it, like, it is, oh, it is comic book accurate, though, because the stones don't work outside of your own universe. Like, I I remember there's this one comic where Darkseid gets the glove with all the stone. Oh, yeah, I remember that. And, uh, and he can't use them. He's like, what is this trash? You know, he can't use the stones because he's outside of the, the, you know, the 616 universe. I remember that. So. Yeah. So, I mean, that, that is comic accurate. Go ahead, Hunter. What were you going to say? I was just going to say, it was like, oh, y'all thought that was cool? Okay, watch this. And then just <laughs> That's interesting because... Let me show you this. Let me show uh, you this. Comic books do that all the time anyway, though. The big bad and the neck. I mean, that's what they do. Like, this is kind of like raising the stakes. That's what, like, 
they make to raise the stakes. You make what seemed like an issue before seem small. You know, comic books do that all the time. You know, it's like instead of you know Loki's the villain, now it's Thanos, and you know, instead of one Infinity Stone, there's a lot of Infinity Stones. You know, now now the Infinity Stones don't even mean shit, you know. So that comic books do that all the time, and I think it was a big moment for Loki because, and one reason why he's gonna help them because he was like. Is this the greatest power in the universe? Like that's the Infinity Stones don't mean anything here. Like, and he even said that he was like, "Is this the greatest power in the universe?" So I feel like it, it's big for him that he wants to be a part of that. You know, so that's uh that was some great character work. But um, what I think too is going to be interesting is is uh you know we have to kind of question these um what is it the timekeepers. Mm-hmm. Because uh, like I, I keep seeing all these TikTok where we're like talking about all the bad stuff that's happened in Marvel and how like the timekeepers are like, oh, that's cool. <laughs> and then, you know, Loki just bounces and they're like, wait a damn minute. Yeah. And then I, I saw this other TikTok where it's talking about the, the guy because you know how in the in the when you're watching the little TV screen, they talk about like, oh, if you're late to work and it's like when you're late to work and they just have to kill you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like that sucks. <laughs> Man, that was Man, I tried to go back in time because he was late. Yeah, so I hope they kind of dive dive deep into this. It's like, you know, why did these timekeepers get to decide what's right and what's wrong, you know? That's a good point. And also, like, I feel like a good part, like Bodhi was saying, like, should we trust them completely? Because, and like they, like you said, they, uh, Loki even said, like, the people y'all really want is the Avengers. Like, they're the ones that went back in time or whatever and messed with the time stream and stuff. They were like, no, that was necessary to happen. So was it really necessary to happen? Like, was that who decides what's necessary and what's not? Who who decides what's, you know, part of the time stream and what's not? So that's a good point. Uh, but I don't think we should trust these timekeepers completely. And I, I don't think this at the end of this show, Loki's going to end up fighting a version of himself. I don't I don't think that's going to happen. I don't see that happening either. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, don't, I don't see I don't, that happening either. Yeah, so... Um, <clears throat> That's that's my two cents on it. But I, I really like the show overall. Is there anything else you guys wanted to bring up about it? I think Loki just wants to help because he saw his neck get snapped. And he's like, nope, not going back to that. <laughs> not doing that again. Uh, yeah. Um, what about you, David? Anything else to add? Uh, I guess my last two cents on it is that I'm going to try to keep my, uh, my theory. Well, not my theories, but I guess the theories I listen to. Uh, to a ver- to a minimum because I feel like it ruined the WandaVision experience for me. Uh, and then the second thing is I'm interested. I'm very interested to see what will happen with this Loki just because it's like what we talked about where this is the 2012 version of Loki, mm-hmm. you know, so he's dealing with a lot different trauma than, you know, the Loki that we know that that was killed. So mm-hmm. it'll be interesting. Um, and I'm wondering if this is going to be a one off or if this version of Loki is going to, you know, eventually meet up with our version of Thor. That's true. Oh, that's, that's very, that's a very good point. Cause they'd be, cause they've actually developed like a new dynamic, like we were saying, but, uh, so it'd be weird to see it like taken back from that. But, um, yeah, I mean, you can speculate and have your theories. That's the fun part of it. You just gotta speculate. Josh already did it. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's the fun part of it. You just got to speculate responsibly. So if when what we think is going to happen inevitably doesn't happen, 
you just can't get mad because it's not what you thought was going to happen. You know, you just got to, you know, you just take it at face value for what it is. Um, yeah, but, but that's how you do that. But yeah, speculate responsibly, but speculation is part of the fun. Don't uh, speculate and drive. Uh, yeah. Um, I don't respect time travel. If Ant-Man and the Wasp can do it, I'm not interested. <laughs> well, they uh, did it through it's, physics, a Rick, so it's a Rick and Morty quote. I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah. um, all right, let's move over to some Star Wars. Um, Bad Batch episodes six and seven. Uh, you could say out of the Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just was wondering if anyone would catch it. <laughs> I almost got away with it. Um, no, it's uh, <laughs> a Star Wars. He real subtly just goes. Ugh. <laughs> That is how Star Wars fans feel about Star Wars. <laughs> For real. No, Star oh, Wars fans like Star Wars. Wars. Um, <laughs> but, uh, no, yeah, so episode six and seven of The Bad Batch uh, came out. Episode six, Decommissioned. Episode seven, Battle Scars. Um, let's just uh, go through. We don't have to go into great detail, but let's just recap those a little bit. Episode <clears throat> six was the one um where they ran into those two sisters that we saw from the clone wars with ahsoka and they had to try to retrieve that battle droid and then uh episode seven they ran into rex and they all got their inhibitor chips removed uh so what did the what did you guys think about those two episodes i thought wrecker was gonna be old yeller Oh yeah! So they're gonna have to put record down. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Why would you say that? Why would you say that? So brave, so bold. He's like record just becomes like Lenny from uh, Bison Man. Oh God! (laughs) God. (laughs) Just like honestly, still wouldn't be the worst thing to happen in Star Wars. No, honestly not. No, Uh, not even close. What did you guys think about uh, those two episodes, though? Uh, the fir- the first episode you mentioned, I thought it was pretty decent. Uh, I know a lot of people hate on those two characters, and I don't think the characters. I think people just hate hate on them more just because they kind of stopped the story a little bit of what people yeah. wanted to see in the last season of the Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. But if you 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 take that out of you know that argument, I think they're pretty decent characters. Um, <laughs> I will say, though, I was getting tired of the we got to stop for milk episodes, you know? <laughs> Every episode so far has kind of been a we have to oh, stop no. for milk at this This, this last one with Rex, I, I feel like, was pretty good, you know? Like, it gave, was, us, enough, it gave us a good amount of uh, those moments where you kind of feel like it's, like, the main story plot. And then, you know, the end kind of gave us a little bit of that, too. Also, there was a lot of those moments with Rex where, you, you know, you, you got that, like, pain feeling because you know you know he was talking He's about like, the last pain yeah remember he was talking about the last episode with ahsoka yeah. you know where he was like oh i got you know i had help and i don't want to bury any more of my friends yeah and you know we know that 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 was probably only a few weeks before you know when he, yeah. when he's meeting these guys so i i thought i really like this this most recent episode so i'm okay. kind of hoping these next few episodes aren't as much uh we gotta stop for milk episodes and we kind of stay online with whatever they're trying to do the story as mm-hmm. um but i i've enjoyed it so far um, episode seven felt the most like a star war to me because like some of the stuff you were just saying like uh rex has this 
like almost I don't know what the word is. It's like a division between him and his peer. Like even though they're his friends and his peers, it's like they're still not. There's this personal tragedy that keeps him from being like you know really one of the guys or one of them you know or whatever it's like it's that's kind of how like like anakin for example you know it's like he was never really a jedi because he had all this personal tragedy i mean obviously it all happened at once for him but um i don't know i thought that was pretty a pretty much more of a star warsy dynamic than like you said oh no baby yoda drank all the milk like it was more like <laughs> i don't know it's starting to feel more like a one of those stories about where it's not just about pew pews and explosions and beat this bad guy, get this thing, go beat this bad guy, get this thing. Like it's more of like a, an emotional hit with stuff. And like, I don't know, that's what star Wars, that's what always made star Wars cool is more like the emotion to me. So, um, what about you, Hunter? I didn't like him. <laughs> Damn. Oh, Oh, uh, right, I elaborate on that. Elaborate on that. Cause I, I think uh, I'm a little bit, I, I, to be honest, I'm a little bit closer to I don't like them than I am to I do like them. But elaborate what you Well, six was just straight up a filler episode. Like, you could take that out of the yeah, storyline. Yeah, it really was. Doesn't do anything. And honestly, for episode seven, you could basically do the same. Like, if you took that out and then you just wanted episode eight, it, you would not miss any of the story. Okay, but the inhibitor okay, chips are out, yes, mm-hmm. but like, it really hasn't been affecting them besides Wrecker. It's true. I I I agree with that, but like, it's tough for me to even call these filler episodes because like, what are we filling to? Like, what what are they? What is like? What are they doing? What's the objective of this show? Like, because to this point now, like, they've just left the empire and they're just working with that sid chick now like in like i, I think but i think like, the what story is this leading to for them to help the rebels i think but like is that what we're getting to i think so because like they're already like talking about like they've helped the rebels in episode six and then just stuff like that but i'm like okay I would rather them do missions with the rebels than them just do solo stuff and then help the rebels. It does kind of feel like there's no main overall objective in this show. Like yeah. you know, like and, Mandalorian, and, for example, you know he's trying to get Grogu home, but like this is like what the, what what is gonna happen? Like what are they trying to do? <laughs> and you know, I'm not even trying to be like a Debbie Downer, but like if this show is just leading to them helping the rebels. This is just like a worse version of Rebels, then. Like, because that, that's what <laughs> that's what Rebels was. Rebels was a ragtag group of people, and they were like they became the rebellion. Like, it's kind of how the rebellion got started. If that's what this is leading to, then we've already seen that, and this is just a worse version. Like, to well, me, from a certain point of view, <laughs> I mean, I, I will Go say, ahead. I will say though, it does. This show does give us at least. They should give us more, but it does give us a few moments of, of, uh, I guess seeing the empire and it's like first days, you know, like the clones are still there. But we're not there. getting a lot of that. I, yeah, I feel like we got more than the first two episodes. Yeah. And then now they're just kind of like going, yeah, every you know, episode trying now to find is some like, milk. We got to go to this <laughs> new planet to get some yeah. But like, that's what I told y'all about this. Like, this story could be called just Bad Batch and not even mention that it's Star Wars. And I, May never not even realized it was Star Wars. Like, it's so not... I mean, and that's fine to have Star Wars stories that are about different things. It's not, you know, laser swords and Jedi. And stuff. I mean, that's cool. Like, I do want to see the other stuff. But 
this feels so detached from everything. It's just it just like, feels it's so, like, every episode feels so one-off. Yeah, it does feel so one-off. And like, what are the, what is this leading to? Like, I, I don't get it. Yeah. We, we keep seeing characters who we've seen before, who, frankly, all the characters to me that we've seen before are more interesting than like the Bad Batch themselves. Like, yeah. and I am not Except a big fan of the Battle Scars episode because I'm not a big fan of the inhibitor chips in general. Like, I don't like that, that. I'm not a fan of. So yeah, I'm not. I'm not a huge fan of like all the clones got inhibitor chips placed in them to make them compliant. I, I'm not a big fan of that storyline. I like. I like when it's more political and they're soldiers following orders from their government. Yeah. that's why they turn like there's just soldiers following orders. But you know, I actually I, am a fan of the inhibitor chips. But do you are or not? No, I am. I actually, I feel like that's that's better for the story than they just blasted the people that they went to war with for five years or however long the war was. But I, I, feel I don't like, know. Inhibitor chips to me just feels very midichlorian. I don't think it's anywhere near like that. something you like something I, you kind of had to make up. Both, to I can see both sides. You know, I can see where Josh is coming from, but. For me, it's like I see you coming from they, too. I mean, it's yeah. I'm like, damn, they just blasted somebody that they like that, not even that they fought alongside with, but like people that led them into war that were like their leadership. You know, for no real good reason, they didn't really have any real loyalty to Palpatine. They do have real loyalty to Palpatine. He's the, like I the mean, president. I, like, <laughs> well, I mean, they have loyalty to him once he takes power, but before that, he's just the senator. He's a senator, but he's the president. Like, if if you're a soldier, and like, what what's the president called? Like, in the United States, uh, in terms of like commander the, the commander in chief. Yes. So, like, if the commander in chief gives an order, and which the chancellor well, is essentially the president of the republic, if the commander in chief gives an order, then you have to follow it. Like, I know what you're saying, David, but it does make sense a little bit to think that, like. People would just do stuff because the commander in chief said it. Like, I don't want to get too real life political about this, but like, I mean, think about when Trump was in office. If he would have given an order, like, execute order 66, a lot of people would have done it. A lot of people would have done it. And not because they Most. have dividend chips, because yeah. they're just, yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. Just because they're loyal so, to this guy for no yeah. reason. Now, so, to them. There would have been some clones like Rex, maybe the Bad Batch even. Who are like, yeah, I'm. I don't f with this. I'm not doing this. There would have been some of those, you know, and there were deserters in the clone army anyway, you know. But, um, you know, that's what it, I preferred that instead of the Inverted Chip storyline. So I, I didn't really like this episode in general anyway because I'm not a big fan of those. So, but yeah, this show is just kind of like meh for me. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm just gonna say I'm gonna be honest. This show is losing my interest very fast. Yeah, it's just I mean, like if I'm being completely honest. I was never all that interested. <laughs> with I, I, I like it. I'm not trying to lie about that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know, and I usually I like and I like it. I'm not saying I don't like it, but it's like it to me. It feels like um, I don't know. I don't know. It's like. The worst episodes of the Clone Wars. That's kind of what it feels like. <laughs> I mean, like that's what kind of what it feels like. Because compilation series of the worst. Episodes. <laughs> yeah, like, that's what it feels like. Like all the episodes of the Clone Wars where you're like, eh. like that. That's kind of what it feels like to me. And I'm sure yeah, it'll lead. I, I, I will say the first episode was the only one where I was. Yeah, like, that's wow, the only really one that good. I was like, well, yeah, and 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 I don't. I'm not even like a. Per- I prefer like. 
I like Star Wars the best when it involves like the Force and the Jedi and the Sith and like, the Force especially specifically. Like I don't even have to have lightsabers. Just people talking about the Force. I love that, but mm-hmm. I don't even have to have that in my Star Wars stuff. But this, I don't know where this is leading to. There doesn't seem like there's like a central storyline. Each episode, they're just kind of jumping to do something random and. Omega saves the day at the end somehow. She's probably going to end up being force sensitive. So I don't know. It's just it. it I, don't I, it's, I don't love it. Real quick on Omega, like mm-hmm. it's a she's a cute little character. And everything, yeah. But like I, we've talked about this on the pod before. But the whole storyline of like special little kid that we don't know how special. We don't know why they're special, but they're yeah. special. And they're, like I know the show is for kids, so having a kid protagonist really helps. Probably. Yeah, I have no like problem with that. Yeah. But it's kind of played out. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I, I, to me, like, I don't it's know. I, I, I can't. People freak out about how awesome Omega is. I'm like, it's like, there's like 30 Omegas in Star Wars. <laughs> there really is. Uh, there really is. But yeah, I, so I, I'm sure it'll get better and it's probably leading to something, but I, it's, it's not, I'm not like super excited to watch it every week, but I'm watching it because I love Star Wars. And I mean, I, I still like it, but I don't love it. But we don't have to harp on that. Um, Unless you guys have anything else y'all want to add? Nah, I'm good. Okay. Nope. All right. Let's get into some other discussion topics we had. Um, we wanted to do kind of a retrospective on the Dark Knight trilogy, like I mentioned before. Um, David, why don't, why don't you kind of lead the discussion on this one? Because this is a topic that you kind of brought up. So why don't, why don't, you, why don't you bring it home okay. for us? Yeah. Go ahead, David. Well, Go ahead, David. I brought this up to Josh. I, I saw this TikTok. Uh, this guy that I like to watch, he has a pretty interesting take. And I had never really like thought about it. But uh, it's funny because he doesn't even really talk about it. You just, you just read about it in the comics. But anyways, his whole thing was that uh, he was saying when with uh, the Nolan uh, Batman movies that came out, well, was it that they got too grounded, or was it like, oh, damn, let me think, how do I word this? Um, I guess did it do more damage, or did it do more good to the lore that is Batman? And I could kind of see both sides, because I feel like the Nolan universe did a really good job of bringing this kind of out-of-the-world real, you know, character that can't really be realistic to be more grounded, but also, maybe he grounded it too much to where people, specifically people that don't read comics, can't really see Batman as more than this very grounded character that Nolan gave us. Because if you take Nolan's universe, there's no way you can put the Justice League into Nolan's universe. Like, no. Superman, maybe. Green Lantern, hell no. I don't think Flash, you can put anything no. like that in Nolan's universe. Even Superman. Yeah, yeah. 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 I no, I don't think... I don't think Wonder you can. Woman, hell no. You know what I'm saying? Not I mean, not in the not in that trilogy. You can't put any of those yeah. guys in that. I yeah, think but I can I can see I can see both sides board. too because if you think about it, you know, Nolan was the first one to give us a super or a superhero movie that was respected as not actual campy. cinema. Yeah, you know, so I can see both sides of it. Sam Raimi. I just wanted to bring it up because. I'm wondering what you guys think. So your your take is on that. So the argument pretty much is has has Nolan's universe done more damage? Has Nolan's uh, 
Dark Knight trilogy done more good or more bad as far as elevating the mythology of Batman? Because when most people yeah. see when most people see Batman or think of Batman, they think of the Nolan trilogy now, where you know it's very grounded, very realistic, very political, and it's uh you know, like you, like we said, the Justice League—not even a Robin. You know, like a Robin doesn't even really fit in that universe because it's so realistic. So, does that do more harm to the mythology of Batman because people don't realize how much of a bat as Batman is because they don't read comics and stuff like that? So, where where are you guys on the spectrum of this conversation? Do you think it does more bad or more good for the mythology of Batman? See, for me, it's a difficult one. Mm-hmm. Because when it came out at the time, I thought that they were like, that, granted, they are perfect movies, um, but um, like, I really liked them for Batman. Like, it brought a different side. It was like they were saying, it wasn't just like all this super, super powers and just all that. It was like a pretty realistic show or movie. But hindsight, uh, just seeing after what like Marvel has done with the adventures and everything. Um, I, I think they should have done it a little differently. Now, granted, Nolan wasn't trying to set up a universe or anything. But okay, so you think I, it, okay, go ahead, buddy. I was gonna say for me, for me personally, it did more good for Batman. I that's what I, I'm, I'm in that part, yeah. Yeah, like every other week I tell you guys that all I want are realistic superhero movies and that was as close as you can get to what it would be like if one of these guys was to exist in real life, I think. Except for, well, I mean, yeah, I think that's the most realistic you can get. Um, I think I can, the I can, argument, s- though, is, is that exact thing, though, that it's too Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You know? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I can see why it hurts the, the comic side of Batman because, you know, now it's going to be hard to go back to seeing a comic book style Batman in a movie because we've seen the Nolan's trilogy and that's how like you said that's how most people see him now including me and I grew up watching the animated series and which is nothing like the Nolan movies at all mm-hmm. but yeah um, the animated I do see it's probably the only one that's gotten it like 100% correct you know the animated series was really good I, I wish I don't know how you could do it but to make a movie like that or more more that but but anyways I so like I said for me personally I think it helped I, I I wouldn't have really cared probably about most Batman movies. Like even Batman vs Superman, I could have given a shit less to see that. And um, but like the Nolan movies are like you said, David. Like it was real. I hate this phrase, but like real cinema. Like it was actually a, a there were good movies, like real movies. So for me, it helped. But I can see the the idea that it hurts the lore, I guess, of Batman because he wasn't some insane, not insane, but like crazy superhero with all these wild abilities that a regular guy shouldn't have and i don't know it was he's I, I not a regular I, guy no i'm <laughs> sorry know, that's not what i mean <laughs> yeah. i don't know it's just um i think I maybe i'll be, be a little wordy here i don't know exactly how to say it but i think for me it helps but i can see why the overall lore is maybe hurt by that because of I how think realistic it, and grounded it was i think it would have <laughs> helped if any of the other Batman movies were good. Yeah. Like, I, was probably, saying, those are the only good I, I was about to say that. I'm like, like I could see people yeah. kind of trying to blame Nolan, yeah. but I'm like, I'm like, let me think. When when did the third movie come out? It was like 20, 2012. Dark Knight Rises. Dark Knight Rises yeah, 2012. So like, yeah. Okay, we've had 
was 10 years for WB to make another good Batman movie, and they mm-hmm. haven't really done that. So I, you can't, I guess you can't blame Nolan um, because of W, you know, it's mostly WB's fault. But yeah. I will say that I definitely do see that argument. See, um, because I mean, every day you get on Twitter and you see, you see the, the, the Batman slander. <laughs> of course you see the Batman slander. You just saw, you just saw a Batman that couldn't turn his neck. And you know, <laughs> he really could. Until the second movie, he couldn't turn his neck. He yeah. had to turn all the way around. <laughs> he gets beat up every movie. He couldn't turn his neck until the second movie. And a swole dude. I'm like, let's check him. Yeah, I mean, of course you're getting uh, the slander. Because that's all people have seen. They've only seen that Batman. Maybe they've seen Batman versus Superman. And then they saw, like, you know, the Michael Keaton one. But um, I'm not animated stuff or have picked up a comic book ever you know See, you that compare that you compare batman to i guess what would be comparable to him in in uh in marvel would be like maybe like iron man or something of, of course you get in the slander you know but uh, i don't know if you can necessarily claim nolan for that. I, i'm more I'm along sorry, 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 oh, I have one last thought on, on my bad real quick i just have one no, last go thought um uh, i just think that people have to realize that <laughs> Obviously, things that come out more recently are going to be a lot different than the old version of things. Um, like even like a movie that me and Josh talk about a lot that we really liked was The Invisible uh, Man, the newer one. If you go watch that movie and you watch the really old, they're not even close to the same movie. It's like mm-hmm. a totally different idea. Like the whole thing is totally different. Yeah. But you have to make it, you have to make it relatable to today's audience. You know more. So like that's why I feel about like Batman. Like obviously things are going to change. Obviously it has to be presented in a different way. Like it's 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 and the, it were whatever that was 2012 but 1957 batman and comic book batman are not going to be the same as 2012 movie batman like there's no way i don't even think it should be like it had you're if you're going to keep a story like james bond or batman or any of that kind of stuff going for decades it has to evolve and grow with the times i think so i think people kind of need to get over that i my take on this i can't i don't see how people can blame nolan at all um nolan gave us each each Batman iteration has given you a new adaptation of Batman from the comic books. Um, Tim Burton gave you his Batman and Batman Returns. Joe and Michael Keaton. Joe Schumacher gave you his with uh, Val Kilmer's Batman and Batman Forever. And then George Clooney and Batman and Robin. Nolan gave you his with his trilogy. Adam West gave you, you know, his campy uh batman you know back in the 60s <laughs> they're all different adaptations of batman batman has always been adapted i don't know why people would have issue with nolan nolan's is the best one in my opinion of all the adaptations it's more realistic and stuff like that it's not exactly like straight from a comic book but that was his adaptation of batman the reason people slander batman on twitter and don't realize how much of a badass he really is because they don't read comic books in general like (laughs) that's the reason they don't that's the issue here it's not something nolan did with making his batman too realistic it's because people don't read comics they don't watch the animated stuff they don't read comics that's why that's why they don't you know that's why they're ignorant how like much of a badass and what really the character of batman would really be like you know he can hang with the other superheroes of the justice league he can hang with all the big bads because you know he's like a essentially a superhuman you know like he might as well be a superhuman but that's my that's my take on it it's it's people don't read comic books it's not because they saw nolan batman and he couldn't 
beat up 5'8 Tom Hardy that looks six feet in the movie. But, like, <laughs> it's because... Can you beat he, Tom Hardy up? No, probably not. You're right. But, um... <laughs> But um, yeah, it's because people don't read comic books. I don't, I don't, I don't understand uh, how people could blame Nolan for that. You know, well, yeah. one other small thing that I did see that people were talking about on TikTok mm-hmm. was that you know, since Nolan's Batman was so like nitty gritty, mm-hmm. they they're saying you know maybe it made it too much where every other superhero movie that came out after him, at least with DC, has been has tried to that. Be that's that's a that's. A legitimate that's argument. Point. Yeah, that's a legitimate argument. Even with the Matt Reeves Batman that's coming out next year, I mean, the trailer like opens like with a serial killer, pretty much, and like a Johnny Cash song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that—that's a fair pick. But I mean, it, uh, you could give—I don't know. Yeah, it—it doesn't—it doesn't too. It's not too dark. I mean, Zack Snyder definitely took it tried to take it like even more darker and stuff like that. Batman's yelling like and like that in the movies, so and killing people. So I can understand like yeah. that argument. But I I mean I still I don't think that's no one's fault. But I, I think that's just WB's inability to adapt and make good movies, you know. They just cop tried to copy and paste, you know, something else. But um so that that's my take on that too, but I that, I think that argument is more legitimate than blaming Nolan for people slandering Batman, you know. Uh, but yeah, that's my take on that. So any y'all have anything else to add for that? We're running low on time. No. Yeah, I want to I want to get to the next topic. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, so the next topic we had. <clears throat> We we off air have had a lot of discussions about this and Twitter and social media has definitely had a lot of discussions about this. And I feel like it's a good discussion to have. But um it's about race and ethnicity in comic book movies. Um we all know it's no secret that there's not a ton of diversity in movies in general, but especially comic book movies. Most of the popular, at least, comic book characters are white. That's just a fact. You know, most of the popular comic book characters are white. So inevitably, when they go to screen, their actors portraying the characters are going to be white. But in the more recent years and stuff, with more inclusion and things happening like that, um, a lot of studios and stuff have been race-swapping characters and making... You know, in, instead of or even gender swapping, yeah, or even gender swapping, instead of making a character a man, they made the character a woman. Instead of making the character white, they made the character black. You know, or uh, Latina. You know, whatever. The Little Mermaid uh, is going to be black. You know, um, in the then come upcoming Little Mermaid movie. So we, yeah. Um, so we want to have a little bit of discussion about that because. We all have a few different opinions about what that does for the characters and how they should go about this type of stuff. So I guess I'll take my say my take first. I don't really have a problem with the race swapping. I would prefer us to get original characters that are people of color instead of just race swapping old characters into people of color, you know, uh, but if it's 
you know, one or the other, you know, if it's, if we can, can only get one or the other, you know, I'll take the race swapping instead of getting no inclusion, you know, but so I don't really have a problem with it. And I'll expand on that as we go along. But what about the rest of you guys? Um, and none of us so really I, have a problem with it, but it's just we prefer, some of us may prefer other things, you know, so uh, go ahead. I spent a long time being kind of against that, not in a, mm. not in a racist way, but like in a way like, I think you did, though. <laughs> you know, like, like, Bloody like, transcends. No, what do you mean by that? Like you said, though, like, you know, I was, I was like, give them original characters. Don't just make, uh, you know, Captain America black or don't just make Superman black just because yeah. he's not and yada yada. But then as time has gone on, first of all, I've realized how important, you know, it's hard for me to, to call, you know, to really know what this is like, but I've realized how important that is to some people to, mm. To get a black Superman, to get a, a black whatever their favorite superhero is, or a Latino or whatever Asian Asian even Asians probably the most yeah they're, they're probably uh, the most underrepresented to be yeah. honest yeah and also you know like you were saying like you know about having original characters I think that's awesome but I think we talked about this off air the other day nobody's gonna watch that no yeah part. like you have you have to call it Superman you have to call it Batman. You have, because people are going to go for the titles. I mean, like I said, even, even if you can take it a step it, further it, behind that, it, it's not even going to get made if it's original. Yeah, yeah, no, so, exactly, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, um, so, I mean, like you can call anything Iron Man and everyone's going to go see it because it's Iron Man. Yeah. But if you make a, I don't know, you just make up a Steel Man. Like black guy. Yeah. Yeah. Black Panther, Black Panther was kind of a, a, a one off, but. They also made that, I feel like. Well, I think anything the MCU makes. Yeah, and that, that's, that's the MCU. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. But it's but those are existing characters. Like, yeah. it's, it's just the only movies about new superheroes you ever go see your stuff like Hancock, where it's not really a superhero. It's just something funny. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's not. Yeah. Like, I, I, I get what you're saying. And that was 2008. I, that like, be, I don't even think yeah. Hancock would make that much money nowadays. Yeah. So like it, it it would be better in theory to get original characters for these people to play. And so like because not only is that not it doesn't feel like you're trying too hard, but it's also it's it's easier. It would be easier to relate to. Mm-hmm. But like I said, it's just like you said, no, it's not going to get made. If it does get made, no one's going to see it. Like it has mm-hmm. to be it has to be these big title characters to actually be successful. And that's kind of part of comic book movie culture is it's only the four or five big names that you really want to go see. Yeah. Uh, what about the rest of you guys? Uh, I will say after, I guess, having more and more conversations about this, conversations about this, I, I have opened up to it a bit more. Uh, my only thing, though, is, you know, Bodhi just talked about it. I'm like, I don't know where you draw the line, because I also don't like the fact that these hostages, that they, uh, these characters kind of get held hostage a little bit, you know? Because, like, if you, like, let's say they did give us a black Superman, if they're actually going to do that, you know, um, Man of Steel. I, Man of Steel, whatever. Yeah. Man of Steel, yeah. spelled S T A L. S T A L. S T A L. If they actually do, you know, go ahead and do that, I get where y'all are coming from. Where it's like, you know, they they kind of have to do that if they want to bring in diversity. But I don't know. It just doesn't feel right with me, especially since you have other characters that are people of color. And I think it's even going to be easier for the MCU because we're slowly getting into that 2011 era where Disney took over and they kind of diversified the characters. And that's where we got Falcon as Captain America. We got an Asian Hulk. We got the uh, Miss Marvel that's going to come up pretty soon. I I believe she's uh, she comes from uh, 
or her parents are from like Pakistan. So the diversity is coming no matter what. Mm-hmm. So at this point, I feel like race swapping characters isn't really necessary unless it's like for the story, because we're about to get these original characters anyways. Um, but I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm definitely more open to it now because I, I, you know, I guess I guess one thing that changed my mind a little bit was um, uh, I guess it became more real for me whenever I forget what his name is, but that guy just got casted possibly as Namor. And, yeah, Neymar, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I forgot the actor's name. Yeah, but I he's Latino. Soccer player. I hate him. <laughs> and, uh, and, you know, having that moment where I was like, wow, you know, there's a character that's going to be an MCU that not only that not only is Mexican and, you know, is, he himself is Mexican, but he's indigenous as well. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, for Hispanics, um, we not only are we not represented that much anyways, but then we still have a lot of colorism when it comes yeah, to uh, oh, Latino yeah. stuff. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's like, it's almost a double whammy where it's like, we don't get to see a lot of Latinos where it's not some like gangster movie. And then when we do see Latinos, they're usually very, very white. Latinos. Very I was going to say yeah. the white ones. The yeah. Light yeah. Skin. Yeah. 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 <laughs> they're not Afro-Latino. So for this guy to come, you know, to come in and again, we don't, we don't know if he's cast or not, yeah. but as of now, we think we, he might be casted as Namor. For him to have such a big title like that and for him to be Latino and indigenous, like that's crazy. Yeah. So I guess that opened up my eyes a little bit because I was like, wow, that, that hits hard. You know, that hits home where it's like, you know, like there's going to be, you know, for me, it's like, okay, awesome. He's Mexican, but there's going to be somebody who's very indigenous and, you know, dark skin who's like, wow, he, you know, that guy looks like me and he's in the MCU. So I'm, I'm starting to open up to it more. I just, I don't know where that line comes in. I don't yeah. know how you guys feel about you it. You prefer, you, and you prefer, and it's not like a racist thing. You like you yeah. said, you're Mexican, you know. So, but it, it it's you prefer the you're a comic book savant, obviously, and a comic yeah, book purist. I, you prefer the characters to be in their original purist comic book adaptations. That that's what you wanted. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's what I like, man. Because mm-hmm. like you know, with Spider Man, Zendaya's a great actress you know yeah. she's beautiful she's such a good actress mm-hmm. but i'm like damn i just want to see that redhead you know <laughs> yeah she's not married she don't she's not married yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. like yeah. i want to see that redhead you know yeah. um so i don't know but i but again you know like having that moment where i felt represented and i'm like people that are even more underrepresented than me even in my own culture are going to feel more represented i was like i get it you know yeah um what about you hunter uh, I'm kind of in the same boat as Josh. Um, like, I I think there's plenty of original characters um, that could all easily be um, a different race. Uh, not trying to sound racist or anything. I think we can yeah. leave that caveat yeah. out. I think we can leave that caveat out for yeah. this talk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, but I don't know, like, kind of like what Dave was saying, just sometimes I feel like it would change the story sometimes. Um, and this, again, this is just a super touchy subject for me. Um, so, uh, yeah, just, I mean, like, for example, I, I don't know why they do it sometimes, but like when they made the Green Lantern movie, why did 
like that that would have been a perfect one to you what, what's his name it's not how john stewart john stewart yeah mm-hmm. like I, I don't understand like there are um african-american latino characters in comics but mm-hmm. for some reason they don't choose them they choose their white counterparts and that i disagree with they should um just be more open and not go with necessarily what everyone knows but at the same time like set in stone characters i guess like i guess the big three in the justice league like i don't think they should be changing those if that makes sense I, yeah, I I I get your uh, I get your point. Um, let me because this is what this this is what <laughs> sparked this conversation off air. Um, I personally want to see. I would love to see a Asian Batman and a person of color Superman. Whether it be black, you know, Latino. I prefer even like an immigrant, you know, like of. Um, Southeast Asian uh, descent or anything like that or even like the Middle East or anything like that I think that there has been so many adaptations of these characters we've been getting Batman and Superman movies since literally the 40s like we there's room for other you know other adaptations I don't think a black Superman or you know anything like that or Asian Batman would hurt anybody and let me give you my take for uh, a person of color, Superman, because I, I you guys know it, but I feel I like, yeah, yeah, story, yeah, and I feel like Superman's, especially Superman's story, his comic book story reflects the story of immigrants in the United States today. It'd be very timely if you're talking about a guy who pretty much shows up in Kansas, in America, you know is separated from separated from his birth parents raised by adopted parents and is a journalist you know it, it grows up becomes an investigative journalist and his main adversary is a billionaire that is the story of the immigrant like that's the story of an immigrant like a bald white it's Jeff Bezos. His main villain is Swole Jeff Bezos. <laughs> that to me is the story of an immigrant in America. And I think a person of color story, and instead of a lot of, especially recently, the Superman story, and I love Henry Cavill. Man of Steel is one of my favorite movies of all time. This is why I think there's room for both of these stories. But the stories of Superman that we've been getting for the last uh, few years, and then we've been getting mostly of all time, is Superman is the Boy Scout of America's hope. He's America's child of his America's favorite son, and he gets compared to Jesus, you know, all the time. I think it'd be a better adaptation and a better comparison, better parallel for what life is like a lot for immigrants in America today for him to be a person of color because I think his story reflects that and I think a story about Superman dealing with those uh, things it, it would be a better serving story but what were you going to say buddy? I was just going to say that's a thousand percent true the last part the last thing you just said especially and I actually to, to expand this is what wasn't going to be my point but to even expand on that it would be it would be cool to see somebody like that who is trying their best all the time to save a society that 
doesn't generally care about them a lot. Yes, you know I mean? exactly. Like, that would, yes, that would be a cool story. Like he, he just does it because it's right. It's not yes, say, you know he owes anybody. Not that he, that's not necessarily why he does it in the movies, but yes. I'm saying like to be to be somebody who's kind of downtrodden by society and still saying society. And we got a little bit of that in Man of Steel. We got some of that in Man of Steel. But imagine if that was a person of color. Like how much would that hit home for so many people in America right now? I feel like that is a story. And, and like, I saw somebody cast like uh, William Jackson Harper. I don't know. He's a black actor. He was on The Good Place. I And, and Giancarlo Esposito as Lex Luthor. I, Giancarlo Esposito as like, he would body that. He would yeah. body that. But anyway, like, I think, I think that would be a great thing. And also my Asian Batman, like, I think Batman, I, I just think a character that um, pretty much is a billionaire CEO of a tech company and trained martial arts in the Himalayan mountains, which is like in Nepal, in Asia. And I, and his, who's the most famous Bruce ever in the world? Who's the most famous? <laughs> it's Bruce Lee. Okay. So I think that would be bad. it's Bruce Willis right now, but sure. no way. Bruce, nah, Bruce Lee is what? Nah, no, yeah, Bruce, Bruce Lee. Uh, no, I, and so I just think that would be a good opportunity, you know, and it's not like these, it's not like, okay, now for, for forever, Superman has to be black or a person of color and Batman that, has to be a person of color. That's the thing. We'll get another one. Like that was going to be my point. Like you just said, a movie, you know, like a million kind of goes like that a little bit. Like, like but there's some iterations of him that are still white, but a lot of them, they've, they've made him just look like Jason Momoa now. Well, if that's you, true. Yeah. You know, like you said, there's a million Superman movies and Batman movies and stuff. And if they make one about a black guy and you don't like that, don't fucking watch it. Go watch one of the old movies. Yeah. That, and then, like, or just wait. Like, there'll be another one. Like, we yeah. this year, forever. this year we got Zack Snyder's Batman, who we saw Ben Affleck be Batman. Next year, we're going to get Matt Reeves' Batman, who will see Robert Pattinson be Batman. And we're going to get the Flash movie next year, where we'll see Michael Keaton be Batman again. In two years, we're going to get three yeah. Batman, live-action Batman. There is yeah. plenty of room for all yeah, these it, stories. It, it, yeah, okay. Trust me, it'll be fine. Yeah, that, so that's my, that's my argument for all that and why I don't have a problem with a lot of these uh, characters that get right swapped. It would be okay if they, if they made them, like, I, I guess two ways. If either it was a one-off where it was kind of like the Joker, where it's like kind of its own thing in its own universe, mm-hmm. uh, or two, if they just use one of the characters that, that's taken up the helm, you know, because there has been a black Batman, you know, yeah. there has been a black Superman. I don't think they necessarily have to be like Bruce Wayne or Clark Kent because, you know, people have taken up the helm of those characters before. That's true. Uh, either in other universes or in the, just that same universe because, you know, that character is hurt or something. Yeah. Because, um, you know, you say the story of the Superman, specifically the, the Superman one is like a better sell for me because mm-hmm. the, the Batman one, I'm like, I feel like part of the story is that he's like this, you know, white kid that probably would have been a spoiled brat had his parents not gotten killed because his whole family line comes from like some sketchy you know stuff that made them rich mm-hmm. but with the superman one like that's a pretty cool story you know yeah. so it's like if they made a even a one or two story movie or two two movie story where you know you know it's not like a main universe and you're not they're not gonna like put them in with a bunch of the other movies mm-hmm. uh i think that would work you know or again if, if they just used a character that wasn't like the main 
person holding the helm. But so to me, that's to just me, what I think. To me, like, I, especially if you're talking about this being one-off movies or like just a few movies, like to me, just make it Bruce Wayne. Just make it Clark Kent. Because like, if it, if, like, if it was a one-off, then I would agree. Because yeah, like, I, I don't. That would totally work. I don't see a problem with like if they made bat if they made Bruce Wayne Asian and did like this story that I'm talking about, and they just made a trilogy and it last spanned like four or five years, you know, but it was three movies. What's the harm in that? I don't see a problem with them changing Bruce Wayne's backstory a little bit to fit the story that they're trying to tell, you know, of him being an Asian character of Asian descent. I don't feel like, you know, it, it's just going to be like a trilogy. It's not that, like, this isn't, you know, this doesn't have to be the Batman for forever, you know? That, so I, I don't have a problem with them, like, changing up the backstory or anything like that, even a little bit. It's not like it's going to be forever, you know? It's not final, so. I can feel David's eye twitching as you're saying that. Yeah, yeah, I might <laughs> <laughs> One thing I would be interested to see, though, is a black Terry McGinnis in a Batman Beyond movie. We'd have to just get a Batman Beyond movie first, you know? Yeah, <laughs> I know. I, for me, with Batman, you know, with, with Nolan's universe, I mean, he did a pretty decent job with the, with, you know, kind of like it being comic accurate, I guess, his, uh, his origins. But yeah. I feel like we still haven't gotten, a, at least in live action, a comic accurate Batman, you know, that's like kind of out of this world and isn't realistic, you know, because I guess the 90s movies were kind of like that, but they were just so campy. I think the only one that was is kind of... Zack Snyder's of, not like that? But yes, I think Zack I like, I like Zack Snyder's uh, iteration, but his goes almost a little too. It's too I'm like, too, he has he's yeah. got guns and he shoots every time. <laughs> middle ground, you know, like, yeah. like, cause like we always talk about this, but the, the, uh, animated stuff is so good. Yeah, it really the, is. Yeah. And, and it, like, especially the, um, the this new 52, I'm like this new 52 yeah. animated run that they started in like 2012 or whatever, 2011. Yeah. yeah that, it's been yeah, great. The, yeah. That 10 year, you know, iteration of Batman yeah. from the new 52, that was, in a connected universe, yeah, it was so good. Yeah, if we got so that like, like live action, could, that would be yeah, amazing. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I feel like we still haven't gotten that. I, yeah. So for me as a Batman fan, I'm like, I need that first. You know, maybe Batman will give us that, but I'm like, I need that first before you give me some like, you know, alternate universe. You know, Bruce Wayne that's Asian or whatever. Mm-hmm. But that's just me. No, but I understand. That's you, a that's a fair point. Go ahead, Hunter. If you type in Bruce and hit Google, Bruce Springsteen is the first one that comes up. Damn. It's Bruce Lee. Bruce Springsteen might be more famous than Bruce It's not. He's not. He's not. (laughs) He's not. He's not. He's not. not. I'm going to cut that off right there. He's not. Uh, What's his name? Uh huh. (laughs) Because I thought you were quoting 500 Days of Summer. (laughs) No. That, <laughs> that, that like exact line is in the movie. <laughs> that like exact line is in the movie. She's like, she's like, I need my cat after uh, Springsteen. He's like, what's his name? Bruce. It's like, oh yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. I had a cat named Bruce. I, I thought he was twenty five hundred cases. Oh my god! I said my cat had a black face but a white mouth, so he looked like that. Some <laughs> <laughs> five hundred days of summer slander. Um, so we're gonna lose yeah. the, the few female listeners we have. We're gonna lose. Um, no, that I mean that was a, that was 
that was a great uh that was a great discussion um do you guys have anything else you want to add about anything else we talk about talked about before we wrap up uh yeah two things anakin oh, is i knew that i knew that was coming looks up to I knew that if I could have put all my life savings on his next words, is trying to act. What? Oh, don't answer that. Wait, wait, David. What? Don't answer that, David. All right, that's all the time we have for today, folks. Cody, where, Bodie, where should people find you at? Hey, you can find me on Twitter at. Cody S. Williams, and that is it. I don't f with that other dumbass uh, social media stuff. So Instagram, you guys are also yeah. We know you don't f with selfish. Break. We know you don't f with social media. Where's uh, our Twitter page? Yeah, you, where can find you, at? <laughs> you can find me at David forty four. And again, Isaiah ain't even a real nerd. All right, Rogue One is top three. It is top three. He has four eyes though, so he's a real nerd. <laughs> <laughs> that's tough huh? where can people find you up <laughs> uh, you can send all the hate mail you have towards me to David Hidalgo 44 <laughs> <laughs> but if you want to send any love messages or for the pod you can send them to Hunter underscore Holmes one zero and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at the great Josh B send us your comments, questions, concerns. Who wanted hate mail this week? Is it going to David? Bowhead is, Bowhead is calling you, you right can now. Send it. Are you streaming this live? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that's funny. Um, thanks for tuning in to episode 35 of the Fan Wars Podcast. We'll see you guys in a couple weeks.